Welcome to the Nonprofit Voice Tech Series, a special edition of the Nonprofit Voice Podcast, hosted by Mark Becker, founding partner of Cafex's Partners and editorial advisory board member of Nonprofit Pro. In each episode of this monthly installment, Mark will have conversations with prominent nonprofit organizations and industry thought leaders to learn more about different technology offerings in the marketplace. Join us and together we will learn more about these innovative digital tools and how to navigate the rapidly evolving technology landscape. All right, welcome back everyone. Mark Becker here, founding partner of Cathexis Partners. Great to be doing our last uh, podcast of the year and so happy that Joel Resnick with Gather Voices could join me. Welcome, Joel. Oh, thank you so much, Mark. It's uh, really good to see you and happy holidays. Yeah, you as well. Um, hard to believe that we're here at the end of the year, but um, you know, yeah. glad to wrap up another crazy year. Um, and I think it's a good topic to wrap it up on, which is all talking all about um, you know how organizations can incorporate video and how they can, should and why they should consider using video right um, in in their messaging to people. So tell us uh, about what you know what you do with um, Gather Voices and and what Gather Voices is. Yeah, sure. I appreciate that. And, you know, video is an interesting topic. I love talking about it. And um, so I can't wait to kind of get into it here. But uh, for everybody out there, my name is Joel Resnick. I am the Chief Revenue Officer for Gather Voices. Uh, We're a video software technology provider. And um, we, we really try our hardest to create software that just makes video simple for organizations. Uh, that way they can generate what they need, use it, and get it out there faster than they have in the past. And, you know, I, Mark, I share with you, I love video because I, it's in my blood. I've been doing this a long time um, outside of this space and providing software technology. You know, I worked for companies like Redbox, you know, the kiosks that do the movie rentals. And mm-hmm. I even worked at Blockbuster's corporate office. And I've had the opportunity to engage with all those major studios and game publishers. And I love trivia about movies. So it's it's just something I've always enjoyed. Um, and it, to be able to translate it into my career and to help build technology for organizations is like a dream come true. And it's a total passion. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, sounds like you have a perfect background for it. So yeah, tell us, you know, how, how you know, you guys make it simple and why, why folks should, should consider using um, videos uh, to, to share their message. Well, you know, people don't really respond to videos, right? wrong no they love video content it's just the it's the reality of the world we live in today and for me i have this lens of you know what things we do outside of work influences how we interact in work and with other businesses and i just think about growing up watching a lot of movies watching tv and today having you know netflix and on-demand content at our fingertips and it just looks like everywhere we turn, video has become this tool that can communicate to audiences in just a more impactful way. And I think there's a lot of stats that stand by this. You know, things of, you know, 90, 92% of what people see in a video they're willing to share, um, or they're willing to share 92% of what they see in a video because they saw it versus reading it and they're not necessarily willing to share it. Um, or that they remember so much more of what's in a video because the visual audio 
the, the way that they can consume that is just interacting with more senses with people than reading alone or just seeing something. So video has become this major communication tool that you know, organizations at all levels have adopted to some degree. And it's really interesting to see because I see large organizations like the movie studios, I'll go for go to for a second. They don't just produce their movies. They also make these trailers for the movies and they spend like a million dollars making a trailer to try to get people to go and see the movie because they know if they do a great job crafting that content, they can build excitement, they can build interest, they can build on emotion that gets people to take action, to take the money out of their wallet and the time out of their day to go do these things. But it's not left just there. That's the world that's historically been in. And today, more and more technology is enabling organizations to do that at smaller finite levels. Maybe it's activating their audiences through social media to generate some content, or it's them creating the content themselves and trying to get it out there. And it still can be very compelling because it's a different lens and it's it's about this authenticity, kind of real people and real voices. And so I just see all these different, you know, layers of where video plays within organizations and how they can get about doing it. And it's no longer a nice to have. It's like, it's something every organization needs. I like it. Yeah. Speaking of, you were talking about, um, you know, like movie trailers, there's just going off on a random tangent. There's, there's a new one from the new movie coming out from Hugh with Hugh Jackman in it. I can't remember the name of it, but it, it's so artsy and so out there. I'm like, I don't even know what the movie is about. <laughs> but, yeah. But it's the one where he's like time traveling and he's like in the, in the tub of water and he's like trying to get back to it. This is like a magician, uh, like a magician oh. trick and he's in a tent. I don't, oh. I don't quite, he's supposed to be learning some skills from some other guy. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. I really understand <laughs> that, but you know, so yeah. I can see, you know, going off on that tangent, but it's sort of related because, you know, it's also about making sure the message hits and, and, um, uh, you know, making sure that it's on, it's on brand, but, um, you're still, you know, talking about the right things. Um, but yeah. also, you know, you're with what your tool offers, it's not even just the staff and the organization talking, right. It's your, it's their supporters sharing their message. And if they go off, you know, topic, that's okay. As long as they're, they're still kind of mission focused and fundraising or supporting in some way, I'm sure. Right. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. So um, Michael, my co-founder, and I come from a, a background of wanting to raise the voices of more people and get them involved in communicating with each other. And I think this can benefit organizations because historically, it's always been about that brand voice. Like, what do you want to tell your members, your customers, your donors, your volunteers? And it has to come from the brand because it has to be consistent. It has to look and sound and feel the same way. And that's what's been done for so long. But the reality is with social media and access to information and the access to connect with people, as a human species, we're all like craving interacting with each other. I, I want to post something. I want to see from my friends and I want to hear about that and real people with real experiences and real stories more so than that brand voice. Now I'm pitting us against that or I'm pitting kind of that as the enemy a little bit. The reality is there's a, there's a time and a place for it, but it's no longer a hundred percent of the way organizations should communicate with their audiences. So Michael and I have that vision of what if your members, your volunteers, your staff, your, your audiences, 
could be the ones delivering the message for the business. And it could be within the realm of what a brand is all about. And But they're saying it in their own words. They're saying it with their own experiences and they have their own emotion behind it. And what's really cool about this is that it opens up the world for these diverse experiences and perception and, and, and just perspectives of what a business is trying to do. And imagine seeing or hearing these different people and being able to relate to that and go, yeah, I, I get that, that may, I had that experience or I like, I see myself in that person or I like what they're saying. You can do that when you have more people reaching out to your diverse audience because not everybody's the same and it doesn't always have to be from the brand. So we, we have tried really hard to create a software technology that just gives an organization the capability to say, we wanna hear from you we want to see these experiences that you have. And here's an easy way to make that video and get it to us. It's not complex. It's not hard. It doesn't take them being a, a video expert or knowing how to use YouTube or Dropbox or how to send a video in an email. How do you even do that? Um, right? So it, it gives them the capability to real simply make and submit the video that the organization needs and then gives the organization all of that content in one spot to be able to pick and choose, edit, manage, and share it super fast. So that's what we've built. And I'm thrilled to say that we've got some amazing clients like um, you know, St. Jude Children's Hospital or Amnesty International, or you know, actually we've got over hundred clients using this tech doing these things. Susan G. Coma just did this recently for their run, walk, ride that they put up back in October for the first time in over a year and a half. So um, it's exciting to see organizations grasping this bigger idea of let your audience be your megaphone, let people interact with each other and just help facilitate that. Yeah, it is super simple to use. I know that we used it um, for our peer-to-peer -peer virtual conference this year and putting it out there for sponsors and attendees to be able to just quickly just hit a couple, hit, hit a button, you know, and, and have their camera come up on either their phone or their desktop uh, whatever they were on at the time and quickly record a message and then drop it in, you know, they could review it, they could redo it. Um, so, you know, someone like me that has to like have like 20 takes to get something that's even close to, to, to useful um, is really handy and uh, go through it really quickly done. And it all goes into a central repository that then we can review them and make sure they're appropriate and then put them up. Uh, so yeah, super easy to use. Um, so, you know, in, in, it all makes sense and sure, you know, I definitely think, uh, video is engaging and uh, all of that, but are, do you have any metrics or anything to kind of back up how useful and successful they are? Yeah, absolutely. Um, in fact, I've got like four different examples of some of those key metrics. So uh, Groundwork Ohio, uh, a client of ours, a nonprofit organization, uh, used the video they collected from us to put on their website. And what they found was that they were able to drive 30% more unique page views by just adding video to their website. They didn't restructure their website and they didn't rebuild it. They just took where they historically have had text or image and they augmented it with some video content and people are staying longer and they're more engaged. So that's a really good example. Um, NACUS, which is an association, uh, actually used a lot of the content on their social media and drove 80% more engagement uh, by having that content up there. It was really funny. I did a, a conversation recently with a, a gentleman who works for an organization that does like email 
um, software solutions for their client base. And he did a, a test on LinkedIn. He said, hey, I'm going to post about us having this conversation with just text, and then I'm going to make a video. And he went from like five likes to 40 plus likes. And he's like, I guess video really does work. And the reality is it does. It, like algorithms are promoting video content because the providers like Google and LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram, all these, they know that people will engage video more. So they're making that more prominent. Um, we've even seen things like it doesn't just end there on the website or social, but through email. And you say, wait a minute, Joel, you just said that email doesn't work for video. How, how are you talking about email activation and engagement? And that's because um, we built into our tech the ability to generate a, a GIF or a GIF. I guess it depends. What what fence are you on, Mark? Are you are you? I go with GIF. GIF I hate saying it. It guy. doesn't roll off the tongue, but yeah, I go with GIF. <laughs> All right, he's a GIF guy. I'm a GIF guy. I'm also a crunchy peanut butter guy. Smooth or crunchy? Smooth. Yeah. Smooth. See, it's okay. We're a good team. It'd be different. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so you know, looking at this email, if you put that. GIF GIF in there and somebody could click that that plays to a video there's some animation that activates the eyeball gets people looking a little more and prompts them to go well what what is this all about ASTS their American Society of uh, Transplant Surgeons started using those GIFs in their emails 320 percent higher click rate that's massive it's not like just a little bit of improvement that's a really big improvement on click-throughs which email is going to be all about going forward because open rates are changing. It's all about the click-throughs. So making sure that you have great content in your email that gets somebody to move to that next step, that call to action, GIF animated videos to a full video can be a great way to make that happen. So those are some of the metrics that we've seen with some of our clients. That's great. All right, good. Well, it was bugging me, so I had to look it up and it, I got it wrong. It's not Brad, it, it's Bradley Cooper. Not ah. Hugh Jackman. Um, and the movie is uh, Nightmare Alley. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for that, but it's just pretty obscure. And it's like, what's going on here? Um, so, sorry, that was bothering me. Um, <laughs> I, had to start, I had to close that loop. Um, but you were right. The other one, Hugh Jackman was in the tub. That was earlier this summer. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But see, those things stick with you, right? It's all about video. Yeah. So, so how about some use cases? Um, you know, you got a, a client um, that, you, you know, you can kind of share how how they used it and and uh any results yeah absolutely I, i've got that you know i i do want to talk be real quick before we jump to that that um you know we're talking about why video is important I, we're we're fortunate to have clients in the nonprofit space and that's where we focus um, but we have had the benefit of some for-profit clients so we try to watch some of the key trends that are happening um, in the marketplace, and, and this was something I found really interesting. Deloitte, um, you know, the, the massive agency, did a recent uh, study, and they they published this great article that had a really good post on it about, you know, marketers can stay ahead of the competition by crafting these engaging strategies that bring their audiences in at the deepest levels. Um, and to me, that's that's really interesting because so much of what people focus on um, with with engagement is about that output of the product they're trying to get in front of somebody to right, right. actually consume. But what Deloitte is saying here is, yeah, you need to do that, but find ways to bring people in to be more involved in your business. 
And co-creating video content couldn't be a better way to do that because you're asking them, you're, you're prompting them and asking them to be involved. And Mark, you talked about this for like the session speakers of your event. You didn't just, you know, and you didn't just say, hey, come and see us. We're going to have these speakers and that's great. Their videos, their, there's the way they positioned it is what you used. That brings them closer to your organization. Um, and I think that's a really important thing to consider as people are looking at video going forward. If you don't have this, you know, part of the spectrum of video of, you know, high produced all the way down to user generated content, got to find a way to get that involved in your business, whether that's manual, it's through social, or you're using technology like Gather Voices. It's just such an important piece of what you can do going forward. So I, I found that really interesting because it's just a different you know, approach a different lens on, it's not just about the consumption, but it's about the creation of it. So I wanted to yeah. share that first. No, I like that. That's really valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the use case side, you know, I'll go to St. Jude. Um, <laughs> I love that group. Uh, I, we're fortunate to work with an amazing individual by the name of Joel Alsop, um, who works there and he's on the video production team. And it's so interesting because, you know, they're a larger organization and they've They've spent a lot of money, time, and effort over the past decade plus producing mm -hmm. really amazing video content. Um, but they've been a client of ours for the last three years. And um, Joel has been able to use our tech. This is a little weird. I feel like I'm talking about myself in the third person, but it's Joel <laughs> Alsop. Um, so St. Jude has been able to use uh, the tech to do some things that they just couldn't do. Um, they can't afford to fly all the way to where people are after they've stayed at the hospital and they've gone through treatment, um, sending crews out to do that content creation or um, be able to access as many people because they have a finite group of people generating content. So this gave them this capability to reduce geographic limitations and also reduce the, um, you know, or increase the amount of people they could interact with. Uh, to create content. And they gave some, they have like three really good examples. Um, one was the story that they captured from a, a young lady named Tess, who, um, a young lady, she's a very young girl, um, I think six or seven. I remember the video they, from your session that you guys did. That was so touching. Oh my gosh. It, you know, they, they thought something might be wrong. The doctor said, Hey, this is something unique. You need to go to St. Jude's. And, and what happened is the family documented the process and video along the way. And St. Jude really kind of pulled from some of that content and helped put together this amazing story about her journey from beginning to kind of being treated and being able to go back to her normal life. And how they never would have got there if they didn't have St. Jude to support them. And ultimately that story is about why the donors matter and what your money is doing and the outcomes you're producing. And giving that level of transparency and being able to showcase what impact you're having, it's, it's huge. And this is content they've used for years. So that was an, I thought it was a really cool example of a use case where they leveraged, you know, user generated content, they, they did it in a couple different ways, just collecting some of it from the family, they created some B-roll themselves, they used our tech to capture some post event follow up type stuff with them and pulled that all together into a finished product. So again, there's so many ways to get to it. It was really cool to see how they did that. Um, and I, and I think this is like, one of the things I was thinking about heading into this conversation 
is just about for nonprofits utilizing video this way to drive their mission. The idea of, I, you know, I personally will donate to different um, initiatives because I, I believe in the cause, but I just believe in it and I don't always get to see kind of what happens. So that, that increased transparency of your money going here, impacting these people and the real stories from them, not just the brand, I think is super cool. Um, and then, you know, there's this uh, other use case that they had, uh, and I'll call it like social proof. Um, and it was around their partner summit. Um, so this is a different approach altogether. It's not about the donors. Uh, I guess there are donors, they're, they're partners, the major organizations uh, that provide money to St. Jude. And they asked them to record some videos heading into an event that was coming up and just to share why they love being a partner of St. Jude's. And the stories they shared were awesome. Um, and it's so interesting because I think uh, as marketers, we tend to want to craft the language and the positioning and use the words that we know that will drive the action we believe needs to happen. But some of the ways that people just shared their experiences, it's like you couldn't, you couldn't write that down on paper. <laughs> and hope somebody to say it. It was just so good. So I think that's another powerful piece of that use case is they had, you know, social proof from all these different partners sharing why they're, uh, you know, appreciative of St. Jude and why they love being a partner. And then the way they positioned and the way they talked about it was, you know, just super compelling. So I thought that was a really cool one. Um, and then the, the, the third one that I thought was really interesting was like super short format. And it was just really rough cut. They, you know, empower the families to just capture these short videos. Um, and they did this for a girl named Olivia that was going through treatment, talking about her backpack uh, that has the, the chemo uh, fluids mm -hmm. in it that is part of her treatment process. And, you know, the little girl's got a smile on her face and she's just talking about how it's helping her. And it was literally 15 seconds and they didn't do a whole lot. They did a little bit of like captioning, which I thought was great for inclusiveness. And they did a, lo a logo at the end, St. Jude, here's how you can volunteer. It didn't have to be this like five minute long montage or this really highly polished thing. It, they were, they use this in commercials, on TV, on digital ads. And it's a great way just to capture the eyeballs, capture some attention and they know how to hit at the heartstrings. And that's something they're really sure. great at. Yeah. Yeah, seeing all that video, not just reading about it, it makes it such a, a different, more compelling, you know, beyond just, you know, words and maybe a couple of photos that just takes it to a whole different level, right? Yeah, it's like, I, I would have to read, my guess would be five pages of information, you know, five pages of written text to get enough rich context of what I got in 15 seconds of that video. You know, where she was, she was in the hospital, she's in her room how she was dressed, you know, what was the emotion she expressed? Like you think about all those things. I love words. I love reading, but video just does it in a much faster way. Ultimately. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it'd be a great fit for peer-to-peer uh, -peer fundraisers as well. Right. Because, you know, most everybody has their, their peer-to-peer fundraising platform and their personal pages and they can go in there and they can drop in some words and maybe a, a photo or maybe a video but you know how much better if they could drop in a video um you know that that was you know they recorded themselves that's that's terrific yeah and you know i i absolutely agree with that and i think peer-to-peer -peer is like absolute proof 
um, I wish I should have used a different word there, but it is, it's, uh, the proof is in the pudding here in the way that social proof matters. Um, for majority of humans, they don't want to be the first one to do something. But if I see others are involved and others are participating, I can be moved to be involved as well. So to your point, that's why peer-to-peer -peer is so great. Like you can get to those relationships and you can showcase people are engaged. And I we absolutely see the opportunity for video to be something that can be included there. And you know, again, this doesn't have to be a massive production. It could be simple, short videos. And, um, you know, I, I've seen some examples of those like super fundraisers at the peer-to-peer -peer level that know how to activate their friends to make a short video, to pull into social, to activate others to engage. So I, I think often about like, how can nonprofits provide those tools to somebody who's not as technically savvy or not as, you know, aggressive at, or, or proactive, we'll, we'll say proactive and excited to do those things um, as, you know, some that small group of people that can do that. So um, yeah, I, I think that could be a huge opportunity for sure. What, what are you, what, any suggestions? What does it take for an organization to kind of go down this path and, and get serious about it. it sounds like you know obviously with with tools like yours it's it definitely helps simplify it so mm -hmm. um but any any tips yeah absolutely um i've got i've got kind of like three three key tips um number one it, just get out and do it a, a lot of organizations have to um, come up with a big strategy or a big plan or there's they have to get all the right resources in place to start leveraging or doing something new and I, I feel often that um, that historical pick up the phone, call the agency, call the videographer and get them to produce right. stuff for you is the natural reflex for so many organizations. I'm going to challenge everybody, everybody listening, just just pause that for a second. I'm not saying hey, stop it forever, but just pause it for a moment and go out and try activating a handful of people just to make some videos for you. Give them some clear direction. Um, have the conversation with them. Don't just send them an email because guess what? They'll read the email, email, they'll forget it and they won't know how to do it and they won't do it. So don't go down that path. That's a pitfall. But have a conversation with somebody and tell them the why behind it and tell them what you're hoping to get from this and, and do it with the select group of people that you know are invested. And I think if you can do that and you can use some of that content, you can get an idea of like, what are the steps associated with this and how much effort does it go goes into it. And when you use that content, are you getting some of the results that you're looking for? So one is just get out and do it. Two is once you've, you've done that, um, I would say figure out those points today in your strategy where you can incorporate video and, and bring in the broader team. Don't, don't leave it as a marketing only initiative educate the broader organization why video matters and have them help participate in this process. Um, and I think you'll find that that can be, you know, extremely powerful um, because we've seen so many organizations where the head of advocacy or um, the head, sorry about that. We've got, I don't know if you can hear that. We got yard people in the background there. Um, but, uh, okay, good. Uh, please go away. Um, it always happens that way, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But um, as I was saying, you know, we found that uh, getting those other departments involved created this like level of just 
more content being generated and enabled the marketing team actually to elevate from content creation to content curation, managing what's coming in, editing it, getting it to kind of, you know, maneuvered around to where you want to use it and then being able to leverage in the right places. So I, I'm a huge fan of um, decentralizing that a little bit and getting others involved. And then just thinking about as it comes in, how do you manage it to fit the needs that the marketing team has? So that's that's the second piece. And then the, the third part would be um, video is super cool because I, I find that it's like re reusable. I'll go back to the movie trailer example here for a second. That trailer that they put together some of it was shot just for the trailer, but a majority of it is stuff that they made for the movie, they just repurposed it. Mm -hmm. And oh my God, the, the studios know how to do an amazing job to grab this five second clip and use it as a digital ad or use this, you know, 15 second clip to be part of that, um, you know, advertisement, the trailer that comes out or the preview that shows up in the movie, you name it, they're repurposing content. So I love recommending to anybody using video content. Don't just take that one video that the person saying what you were hoping to get from them and use it in an email or just use it on your website. Repurpose it, use it in social, use it a couple times, use it six months down the road, use it a year later. You have ownership of this content. You have uh, a lot of ways to pull that together. Story arc journeys are a great way to do that and to incorporate stuff over time. That is a huge opportunity to, you know, kind of build this library and keep reusing it over and over again. So I, I think that's the other part I would say. Um, when you do this handful of tests to start, think about how you can repurpose it in multiple ways. Internal communications to all the way out to your audiences that you want to communicate with externally as well. I like it. All right. Well, I think that's a, a good place to, to wrap up. Um, any final thoughts before we do? Um, well, I guess my, my question to you would be peanut butter and jelly, peanut yeah, butter yeah. and honey, oh, yeah. peanut yeah, butter yeah. and Nutella, peanut butter <laughs> and fluff. Like no. what goes with the peanut butter? Jelly for sure. Yeah. Jelly. Okay. Strawberry or grape? Uh, I'm, I'm open. Uh, you know, I'm, you're open. Uh, All right. Yeah. You? I like it. I like blackberry and strawberry. Those are my two favorites. Okay, kind of a connoisseur. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've eaten a lot of peanut butter jelly sandwiches. <laughs> it sounds like it. I like it. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. Um, so if folks want to, you know, um, learn more, definitely we'll we'll have a link uh, to so you can reach out to Joel um, or myself. As always, uh, we're happy to to be here and looking forward to a, a 2022 that's even more open than 2021 hopefully absolutely um, and, absolutely uh, yes yeah, maybe we'll go see a movie <laughs> there you go mark i really appreciate the time today i, I hope uh, those of you listening you, you see how passionate i am about uh, video content i love talking about it so please don't hesitate to reach out <clears throat> wherever level you are at if it's just starting all the way to you're an expert in this space. I just love connecting with people on this topic and would love to make some new friends. That's great. No, and you, yeah, you definitely know what you're talking about and um, uh, always great chatting with you. So thanks for your time and we'll talk to you all soon. All right, happy holidays. Thanks so much, Mark. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Nonprofit Voice. You can listen to more episodes of The Nonprofit Voice at nonprofitpro.com slash podcast slash the hyphen nonprofit hyphen voice. 
And remember, for your convenience, you can stream any and all episodes of the Nonprofit Voice on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify.